Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today, we have Jennifer Smith with us. A lot of you know Jennifer. Um, Jennifer definitely has a missions heart. She's crossed paths with a lot of you. Today, I've asked her to join us, and Jennifer is actually serving in the Middle East right now. So, Jennifer, what time is it there, friends? It is evening time. So, my my day is already over, and you're just beginning yours. Just beginning. It's like a true Groundhog Day. You just live it before me. I love that part of it. So, hey, um, take a minute. Take a minute, Jennifer. Um, I've asked you here today because um, I've asked you to lead out in our prayer initiative um, with our women as we go into priority. But I know God is doing something special in your life and revealing some things specific around prayer. So take a minute to catch the ladies up on what God's doing in your life. And then, then we'll move on to that conversation specifically about prayer? Well, where I'm serving overseas, I am totally dependent on him to bring people to me to share the gospel with because I don't fluently speak their language. I don't know what they're struggling with or their culture as well as I would know my own. So uh, for him to, uh, to bring people and to touch their hearts, I have to depend on him. And so I've been just seeking God uh, and his power, which is limitless. Um, and that's one of the great things when we start, you know, putting prayer teams together. When we ask God, he always does abundantly more than we can ever mm-hmm. ask. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, Jennifer, I'm going to say this for our listeners that are that are um, with us today. You have been um, a gift for me over the last couple years, last 18 months, because I hadn't really met you. Um, I'd heard about you um, through people that go to church with you, friends of yours, but I hadn't really met you. Um, but then really crossed paths and met you after Keith had passed away. And you, you are very connected. You know, as we go into priority and we talk about abiding and staying connected to that vine, you are very intentional to abide with with Christ, to stay connected to that vine and to be open to to what he's doing in your life. But when I say you've been a gift to me, you've also pushed my buttons several times. So I say that in transparency for the women because it's it's pushed me to go deeper. It's pushed me to learn um, to be more intentional with that that role of abiding in my life. And you know, just for the just for the sake of this conversation, because I want to unpack a little bit about that today, because I don't think it's just me. I think there's other women out there that might be in the shoes that I was 18 months ago. Describe you know some of our journey together, because I know you you know we we definitely had those pushbacks. And I remember one of the things you said. It's like Carmen, you're having well if. I specifically remember asking you, I'm trying to learn what does this intimate relationship with Jesus look like now? What does it look like to have intimate? I knew intimacy with the husband, my husband. What does it look like? And I remember you telling me, you know, I've lived abroad most of my adult life. So I've always been alone. And you were telling me, I'm trying to learn what does it look like to be with people, (laughs) you know, to have people around me. And I remember the day we both kind of was like, we just looked at each other like, we got to figure out what does it look like to be in the middle? You know, what does it look like to be in the middle? But there's that balance. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. God's God was bringing you toward the center from one direction and bringing me from the other extreme. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and tell tell the ladies a little bit about that from your perspective. You know, most of them know know my story. Tell them a little bit about your perspective. You know what it's what it's been like as you being um, just your life. You know, because I know you lost a mother and you know you've served, but they they may not know that. So unpack your story a little bit for us. So I, I've been super blessed by God to um, be given a godly heritage. I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, I was uh, around uh, adults who modeled Christianity for me. So I've always known who Jesus was, but there's this quest inside your heart to know him more and uh, to have that authenticity that believes what the Bible says, uh, that you know, if a scripture gives a promise, that we live it out. And that only comes through prayer and getting to know him. And so, you know, I've, I've passed 50 and sometimes I feel like I don't, I hardly even know him yet. And yet I do know his voice. And so it's, it's like this quest to, to know him more. And that comes through two things, prayer and studying the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as, as you hear his voice, you just do what he says. Well, what I was thinking is when you said that, uh, you know, for our listeners, when she says there's this quest and this desire, I mean, it's it's like, can I just say, it's like over the top, friends. I've 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 not experienced anybody like Jennifer. I mean, we're talking multiple degrees. We're talking um, multiple life experiences. So her toolkit is full of skills and her, and and life experiences and training and equipping and diplomas. And you wouldn't know that, Jennifer, because you don't come out and speak about those things. You'd almost think you're somebody who's just starting. And I think that's what intrigued me about you. Um, you know, as, as I started to, you know, as God started to kind of let us walk some journey together and I started watching your life, it's like, oh, my goodness, how can, how can I ever be to where you were? Because you were just so easygoing but so intentional to continue to learn and continue to pour in. And when I would do like this comparison, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what more is there for you to study? What more is there for you to learn? So I think that was one of the things that um, it still impresses me about you because you're always reading, you're always wanting to learn, but you just have this easygoing, laid back persona about you, which can only come from the Holy Spirit being in you, you know, you're just watching wherever God's going. You're just willing to join him. Yeah, and, and there's nothing that I that I have that's not a, that's not been given from him, you know. And so it's just a matter of everything he gives us. We give back to him for his glory. Um, and that's what he's calling us to. And sometimes I think we get our focus on on this earth and doing things here instead of looking up and saying, God, how can I use what you've given me to serve you better in whatever place you put me? That's good. That's good. And um, I know for me, and I'm grateful, it, um, I probably didn't act like it at the time, right? We'll be transparent for those listening. <laughs> but I'm grateful because you just so pushed back at me in a way because you were so confident and you were you were wise enough to know I was in deep waters and dark waters. And you were wise enough to know that as I was transitioning, you knew that only God could go where he was taking me. But you were willing to be that safe place, not an enabler, but to be that safe place just to listen, ask good questions, point me to scripture. Um, and God just brought you along at a time that I wasn't looking for somebody. So, so I say that, friend, that I'm grateful, but I also tell our listeners out there, God may do that to you too. And I hope he does, because as I sit here, um, 18 months post losing Keith, well, almost, almost at a two-year mark of losing Keith, it's not 18 months anymore. 
can I tell you, I am not the same Carmen. And I mean that as a, as a positive thing, totally leaning in, totally trusting God. And Jennifer, you were a huge catalyst in that, friend. So I'm grateful for how you let God use you in my life. And, and I'm just, I'm grateful that, that he chooses to use any of us. That's just, he is so awesome. And we, we haven't even plumbed the depths of, of who he is. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's, let's pivot in our conversation a little bit. Like, like um, ladies, you heard me say, Jennifer is actually serving in the Middle East right now. Um, Jennifer led out, a lot of you guys have been following prayer prompts and our Bible reading plans through our last year's Priority Now journey. Um, there was also one out um, over, the, over the Christmas season. Jennifer has been the one that's graciously prepared those for us. And even though she's serving in the Middle East, Jennifer is heading up our prayer team for us going into Priority because we just sense that God is doing something God's size through priority through the women. Jennifer is the voice to say, it's not going to happen short of prayer. And in her words, we don't want this just to be another conference. So Jennifer, I want you to just to, to share with the ladies a little bit right now and, and just unpack your thoughts, what you've shared with me going into this conference. I think there's, there's no doubt that around the world, but uh, well, specifically in our state, uh, women, men, families are hurting. Uh, we're, a lot of people are confused without hope. Um, churches don't necessarily know which way to turn. Pastors are, are scrambling to know uh, how to lead their congregations in unsettled times. And there's really no promise that the times are going to get less unsettled in the future. We don't know what's coming, but we do know who's in control. And the only way to access that is through prayer. Um, and, and I believe that the more we join together corporately, the more God will move in, in, in the body of Acts, uh, the, the new believers, when they got together in unity, we see them praying and studying the word. And that's when the spirit fell. That's when places were shaken. That's when numbers were added every day. And I believe God wants to do that again. Uh, as the times get near the end, you know, the end and his second coming, the world's desperate for things, but we have to pray together. And if, if you as an individual are struggling, the only way to get through whatever you're going through is to get hand in hand with God through prayer and have his hope and his power. And, and so that's kind of my vision is to see more and more and more prayer in the body of Christ, in our churches in Illinois, uh, specifically ladies for priority, that God will do a mighty, mighty thing um, this conference. I love that. And I appreciate that because, again, there's that laid back, just so in the moment confidence that you bring in, but just that calm because your eyes are continuously on God. It's him doing it. We're just going to be obedient um, and and put ourselves on the altar as a vessel that God can use and expect him to be the one that that does whatever we see done so that it's his name high and lifted up. And you always bring that reminder to me, Jennifer. I know that you've been reading. I've um, I've asked Jennifer. She's reading two books with me. We're reading them side by side. Let me just say, Jennifer's probably got them devoured. I'm reading her Cliff Notes, girls. I'm not as near as quick as she is. She had one book almost done. I hadn't even got the book in yet. So anyway, no pressure, Jennifer. But but anyway, but um, I've been personally going back through experiencing God myself um, with Henry Blackaby. Um, and I've also been doing the Elijah study with Priscilla Shire, just on my own, in addition to my um 
quiet time in the morning. And I say that not as a brag, but I say that I'm in a season that I just I just needed to to put some extra things in to be intentional to lean in to lean into God, just really wanting to hear him going into our conference and then just some things I'm going into in my personal life. But then I've asked Jennifer, would she read side by side with us a book called um, Future Church and then Spiritual Leadership by the Blackabees? There's been things you've shared with me, Jennifer, specific to prayer, specific to what you you your words was God is teaching me some things about prayer. And you shared some of those things with me in various emails as we've been communicating back and forth. Would you share some of that with the ladies also? Yeah. One of the things I've learned is where prayer takes us. And and right now I'm talking about individual prayer, you and God. Uh, but it opens up self-knowledge. Uh, sometimes we look back at our life and we we say, you know, heck, I'm in the same place spiritually now that I was 10 years ago. And that's not what God has in mind. And through the prayer, that self-knowledge, he can reveal things, areas we need to repent of or, or new things he's asking and requiring and sacrifices he wants us to make. make. A quote uh, about that true prayer involves an honesty that has no real parallel in human relationships, because when we have a relationship with someone, they never know everything about us. We always have some kind of mask. But with God, we are we are naked before him and we can be we can be glad about that because he sees everything about us and he accepts us as we are. And then prayer also takes us to trust him more. And that gets back to the priority, trusting that he's going to do something awesome in the lives of every woman who participates. And then it helps us to surrender more, uh, which is generally what our heart's crying out for. God, how do I come deeper in with you? And that's that's more surrender. And it happens through prayer because he speaks back to us. Yeah. You know, um, just because you've been sharing a lot with me and we've been talking on this topic of prayer over the last several weeks, um, and then what God's shown me, some of my own reading, it's changed my prayer life because as I've been intentional meeting God to take the time to say, you know, God, what do you think about me today? You know, how do you feel about my behaviors? How do you feel about my attitudes? You know, how, how am I representing today? And then taking that time to listen. And and I wanted to share, I pulled my Experience in God book and have it here in front of me. This was something I read the other day and I, I just like started up, friends. I starred all over it. That's my note. And I wrote application and I underlined and then I put priority, you know, so as, as I read through things and think, oh, this is something good that could feed into the priority program. I, w- I want to share this with you. It's It's talking about, you know, Prayer is costly. Prayer is going to cost mm. us something. And um, so right out right out of Blackaby, it says, when God encounters us, um, we face a crisis of belief that may, re- may require a major adjustment to our life. We need to learn how to pray. However, we must realize that prayer will be exceedingly costly to us. God may wake us up in the middle of the night to pray. Times may come when you pray in the night or even all night. Becoming a person of prayer will will require a major adjustment of your life to God. Another cost will come as you try to guide the people around you to pray. Many churches have never learned how to pray. The greatest untapped resource is the prayer of God's people. Helping your church become a praying church will be a rewarding experience, but prayer will be costly. Every church needs to be a praying church. And obviously we know that Jesus said what? 
my house needs to be known as a house of prayer. And Jennifer, if we weren't on those hour differences, when I read that the other the other day, I was just like trying to text. I'm like, you can't text right now, Carmen. You can send an email. But it just it just again just affirmed with what God has placed on your heart, you know, and and us just for this this time of corporate prayer, and um and and that ladies, if you're listening. That's what I echo what Jennifer said. That's that's our petition to you guys going into priority. We are praying for God to do something God-sized that only He can do. Um, I sense God is saying, get out of the way, Carmen. Let people see me. We're really praying that we see 100% of our churches engaged with priority this year. Why? Because like Jennifer said, life is hard. It can get lonely. We need to be reminded that we that wherever God has us do in ministry, that's our place for influence. He wants to do something through us there. However, there's comfort in knowing that you're part of a community. So let me give a commercial there. Ladies, if you're listening and you're not yet connected with us, God doesn't intend you to be out there on an island. He's gonna, he's he's connecting you. So so make sure that you know follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women, or you can find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. You can come to our website for resources, ibsa.org backslash women. But we want you connected because we're stronger, we're stronger together. And as we move forward into priority, why we're hoping to get our churches engaged, it's not for the numbers, but we know that we have a lot of tired churches, right? We're just coming off COVID and we're really not off of it yet. Some of our churches haven't even reconvened yet. And we know that God can do something in the lives of women, wants to do something in the lives of women that he can ultimately then work through them to touch back into their church and breathe a fresh word into them. And we believe that starts with prayer. And what I just shared from Henry Blackaby, if we can get one or two women from every one of our churches connected and let them have a fresh word from God, and, and we can equip us and teach us, here's some practical ways to pray and why we need to be praying, and they can take that back into their churches. Oh, friends, that's not us. That I believe that we'll see a movement across our state that none of us have ever experienced before. And Jennifer, that's why I'm so grateful for you. Not just your willingness, you're always willing to serve. You're always, you always find margin in your calendar to serve. But man, I just appreciate that God is doing something fresh in your life as he's putting this topic of prayer on your radar. Yeah, and and I think every woman is hungry for an encounter with God. And that's where the change happens. That's where the movement happens. So we don't need more teaching. We don't need more uh, good speakers. We, we need an encounter with God himself. Amen. Amen. Jennifer, go ahead. As we kind of get ready to wind down, put out our plea. Put out your plea, friend. Represent Illinois Baptist Women as you call for some volunteers to join us in, in, this, in this corporate prayer campaign. So there's, there's a couple of ways you can join this community of prayers. First thing is every week around Friday-ish, uh, leading up to priority, there's uh, something coming out on the Facebook, on social media, that gives you just a short blurb um, to pray for and a scripture that goes with that. So everyone can participate that. Every woman, every man, anyone who's, who watches social media, just take the time to do that. Then for those of you that in your heart you want to join together with other uh, ladies who want to see God move across Illinois. Uh, we have our prayer champions. For those, I'm sending out uh, emails with more specific requests that go along with priority around Monday-ish, and they have more details. 
Uh, we also have on Wednesday evenings, uh, which is Wednesday noon, your time, sorry, <laughs> Wednesday 12 to 12.30, so some of your lunch breaks. If you want to hop on Zoom, uh, we'll have a 30-minute prayer time. You don't have to show your camera. You don't even have to pray out loud. You can just, however you want to pray, we'll have that prayer time available uh, to come together as a community, lifting up petitions before God and asking for His glory to really be on all that's happening in priority. That's good. That's good. So ladies, please, we're asking you, would you consider joining? Let us connect you with Jennifer and attach to our, um, well, in our episode notes, we'll put a link to um, how you can reach out to us that Aubrey's got some links that you can say, hey, I'm interested in being one of those prayer champions and joining us um, and reach out and invite other people in and join us, you know, in a posture of expecting God to do something, do something great and, and utilize women. So, all right, Jennifer, I know you're probably getting tired. Your day's done. So you're winding down, ready to go to bed. Um, but I am so grateful that that on the last minute that you were willing to connect and let me record with you this week so that we could put our prayer initiative out in front of our women. Um, what closing thoughts might you want to share? I'm believing that if you are a prayer champion for your church and you even bring a, invite a few more people, that if we have two or three from your church leading up to priority, you'll have 20 or 30 after. That that God will just multiply a heart for prayer in, in all the churches so that not only are we seeing something happen at priority, but it's bigger than that. It goes on to infect all these churches across our state because I believe God wants to do something for such a time as this. Amen. Amen. One of the things you told me, Jennifer, I was sharing with you. Um, and again, it's your laid back, calm, just easy going. You people, friends, you would not have a clue what this woman accomplishes in a day. Um, God size. Can I say that? God size. And you would you would never know that just watching Jennifer, because you always have room for people just like no, you're not interrupting what you need. I can wake up in the middle of the night. What do you mean? But I remember telling you as, as God was just revealing himself to me in some ways. And I said, man, I can just see him moving. Um, I can hear him speaking. And, and I, you know, I could point to other churches, you know, that we were watching on, on, on the internet and in the paper. And it wasn't just in one place. And I remember you just as calm as you could be said, yeah, Carmen, when God's working, he doesn't just work in one person or one church or one denomination. He works in his people. And I'm like, yeah, amen. But again, that's how you're just that affirming mirror back to me sometimes that God is just has just placed you there. So thank you for that. Amen. God brings those together to, to encourage one another. And I think that's that's awesome. You encourage me as well all the time. Thank you for that. All right, ladies, be sure to check out our episode notes. Please if, if join us in praying and um, get connected. If you're not already connected to be with Priority or if your church isn't or another church in your association, please help us, you know, be able to reach out and, and find that person that God's already working on to get them, you know, to get them to connect to the community because we're stronger together. We're not meant to do it alone. So if we can be of any help to you in doing that, reach out to me. You guys have our contact information. You can reach out to Aubrey and we will help do whatever we can. And you have a great rest of your week and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.